Thank you for joining us for Dwelling Place Lithia Podcast. We hope this message will help you find your identity in Christ and create growth in your life. We hope you enjoy this message. <laughs> it, it really... Things really go through the path that you, you walk in. And what I mean by that is the message that I have is going to be talking about a storm. Something's coming through. But here's the thing. Even right here, what I look at, the way it's sit, the seating today, I see the chairs. It's in a circle. And in the middle, in the eye of the storm, there's praise. In the eye of the storm, there's prayer. In the eye of the storm, there's trusting in Jesus. I don't know about you. I don't like storms. Just don't like them. I know my wife does. I know other people that do. But I don't. When I was a kid, I lived in Houston, Texas. In 1981, 82, Hurricane Alicia was coming through. And the storm, my mom didn't like storms. She's been through a lot. But my dad's never been through a storm. And what my dad did that day, before the preparation, you know, it was a couple of days before the storm, we, we had those instruments at the time to tell us, hey, there, a few days you got to get prepared. Prepared, prepared, prepared. We put the big X on the windows. We got everything ready. And my mom was a basket case when the storm hit. She'd take me to the window, and we'd be looking outside the window, and you'd see debris. You would see wood looking like they were going to hit the window, and then it'd fly by the, the building. We had mattresses prepared, all these things, and all of a sudden, you hear my dad snoring, <laughs> sawing logs, I mean, going to town. He was a lumberjack that day. And uh, my mom runs in and says, don't you care about what's about to happen? He opens one eye and he says, don't you believe in what God can do? And then he closed his eyes and he went back to sleep. That was the only time in my life that I can remember my dad had peace in a storm. So much so that he could sleep through it all. And I was thinking about that with everything that was happening for me because I have to 
prepare for a building. And lately, it wasn't just a building. Yesterday, I got called for three other buildings on the telephone. Hey, where, where's this? Hey, where's that? At another facility. And I'm going, what is this? But God had to put in and says, you know where the peace is. You know where everything is. So they're calling for the peace of God through you. If you have your Bibles, turn to Mark. Chapter 4. We're going to read at verse 35. Mark chapter 4, verse 35. It says this. On that day when evening had come, he said to them, let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat. Just as he was... And other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep, on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. He said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still, not, ha, have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, Who then is this, that even the wind and the seas obey I read that story. I, I read what Jesus said. I, and it's amazing to me because I'm going to put a lot of things down right now. It was evening, so it was about to get dark. I'm going to say there's all different kinds of storms out. It's not the physical storms. It's the hurricanes right now. It's also... Depression. It's also finances. It's also, if you turn on the TV and watch what's going on with our political state, we don't know there is storms brewing. And we're on this ship. We're on this vessel. And we're rowing out and there's more boats out in this too. And the storms come. Nineteen eighty nine, nineteen ninety. I had a situation in my life. A storm came up. I became very, very depressed. I really didn't know how to get to God at the time. 
I really didn't know the understanding of who God was. And I, had, I heard voices in the sense of saying, no one cares for you. No one loves you. Why are you still here? People are making fun of you. You look like this. You look like that. And I started taking those, those thoughts, and instead of letting them just be thoughts, I put them in my heart, and I let it grow as a storm. I took a knife, and I slipped my wrist. It was so bad. I took a gun. I loaded it. I went outside, got ready, so my parents wouldn't find me in my room. I wanted to be outside. It wouldn't be messy. I pulled the trigger. Wouldn't go off. Pulled the trigger. Wouldn't go off. I turned it away from me, and I shot it from the backside of my house. There was no one living around, and it went off. So I reloaded it. And I pulled the trigger again. Nothing happened. I threw the gun down and I said, okay, God. I don't know who you are at this moment in time. I don't have a relationship with you. I don't know anything. But I need something. Matter of fact, we were having a revival. And young people don't know what a revival is. You would have to go to church every day. And we, would, we were in revival for three weeks. You would be there from 6 o'clock. And there were times we never got out of there till 1 o'clock in the morning. But the move of God happened. I was going through that storm that day, and it was on my birthday. And I went to the altar, and I knelt down, and I said, God, I give it to you. I can't deal with it anymore. The storms have raged long enough. I need you to say, peace be still. I need you in my life. I need something else to happen. And I saw in the spiritual, in my eyes, I was seeing all my garbage laying on top of the altar. And the, the preacher prayed for me. Another preacher prayed for me. My mom prayed for me. My dad prayed for me. I, I, I felt their presence. I knew who they were in a sense. And when it was over, I got up. And I'm walking away, but then I turned around. And I was looking at the altar, and I said, God, you didn't take my garbage. 
I need to take it back on me. I need to take my storm back on me. And he said, stop. It's not yours. You're not allowed to take it anymore. Don't let those storms attack you anymore. Don't let this happen to you. Walk away. I have it. That day when God said, peace, be still, peace became that in my life. The storm quit raging. Some of you here today are in the middle of a storm. It doesn't mean that you are depressed. It doesn't mean that you're going through certain things. It means you are walking in the middle of the storm. You could be at the beginning of the storm where you had to prepare yourself. Be ready for the storm. Be prayed up. Start reading your word. Start worshiping where you need to be. Because when you start getting the winds, when you start getting the rain, when you start getting the the lightning storms, all of that will be a distraction for you in your life. It could be the world distracting you away from God. When the water starts coming in in your boat, you get worried. You want to start getting a bucket and getting it out of your boat. Sometimes I say that's why I like pontoon boats. It can go right through and it just slides right through. There's nothing there to hold it. But when you're in those waves and you're rocking and you feel like you're out of control, It's not supposed to be you anyways. Who do we go to? Who do we trust? But we're like the disciples. We're running to the front of the boat. And we're shaking him awake and saying, Wake up, don't you care about us? Wake up, don't you care about us? That day that I saw my mom wake my dad. Don't you care about us? Yeah, I've already prayed. Yeah, I've already prepped. Yeah, I've already got it ready. Yeah. Now we're going to wait out the storm. The storm's going to pass. The storm's going to go by. But what you do in the storm matters. For me right now, my mind is tomorrow... I've got a lot to do for my building. I know what I need to do. I'm going in. I'm flipping chairs. I'm tying them off. I'm getting everything prepared for this wind, for what what is going to happen. But in ourselves, when's the last time you prayed? How about for the family? Because the family may be going through a storm. I don't like boats either. I'm just going to tell you that. I like some boats. I was on a boat on a mission trip. 
pouring down rain in the middle. There was a hurricane near us, but we were still having to do what we were doing. And we're in the back in the, the waves, and we're on this boat, and it's just rocking up and down sideways to sideways. And you're seeing waves come in to the back of the boat. And, and the people who had the boat, they're taking, and they're, they're back there shoveling out the water, getting the water out in buckets. And then all of a sudden, for a minute there, they looked at us, and they said, Grab a bucket! Grab a bucket! Get water out! Get water out! <laughs> That's when reality sets in sometimes. Of, do I trust God in the middle of the, the storm? Because what happens is, when you get through that first section of the storm, you're in the eye. And I remember Hurricane Alicia when the eye came over Houston, we could walk outside, no more rain. It wasn't raining. The birds are chirping. All of a sudden, you, had, you hear birds. You see just peace. It's just calmness. And mom's like, get ready. Second part of the storm's coming. What? What do you mean second part of the storm's coming? This is where we have peace. This is where we have a relief. This is where everything's fine. But the storm's still going to rage for a little bit longer. I know for me, In my battles in my life, and I'm still battling a lot of different things. In that storm, it taught me this. Number one, be prepared. Be prepared for what is about to happen. It's funny. I'm the one who walked into work this past week on Tuesday and said, okay, guys. Let's get ready for a storm. And they look at me and they go, huh? I said, I'm prepared. Now I want y'all to get prepared, get ready. So on, on Friday we had our meeting. And yes, we have to discuss all kinds of things, especially when you're in the middle of a storm. Some of the things you don't prepare yourself for. I have a new administrator. And she's going over the checklist and she's looking at me. And she says, I don't know where to start. And I said, let me have it. And I'm going over the checklist. And one of the, the things it says is, I don't want you to be grossed out. or um, Oh, I'm going to. One of them says, do you have body bags? My administrator got, looks at me and goes, 
what does that mean? I said, what, what did it say? And they're like, are you serious? And I said, yeah. And she looked at me and she goes, do we? And I said, do you really want me to answer that? And she goes, yes, because the question's there. And I said, yes, we have three. And it's just like her face turns all white and she goes, I'm not prepared for this. I said, I know, because you're new. Always the new ones are not prepared for something like this. <laughs> but that's what we have to do. We have to go down our checklist. And sometimes you might find something that you're like, wait a minute, I know nothing about. What do we do? Number two, you call a friend, family, your church, your pastor, your pastor's wife, anyone and everyone around. Because we care and we pray and we get ready for it with you. Number three, this is the only reason why I can say I like a storm. And it's this. Whatever's been dead in your life or in trees or things like that, when a storm comes through, it gets the dead out. So the other things can start living again. There's times you don't know where you're, where you're dead in, in your walk with God or in, in your path that you're at. And sometimes that storm has to come through so that dead can get out. Because I'm going to tell you something. We don't like to prune we don't like to go through pruning. We don't like to go through situations in our life to take something out because it's like, I need this. And God says, no, you don't. I need this. God says, no, you don't. I need this. And God says, okay, I'm bringing the storm because I want to take it out anyways. And then after the storm, you got to clean up. And that's a beautiful process because from that part, you can see how much you trust God. There's so many storms that's trying to happen in our world today. But we, as believers, can stand up and say, God, you have it all in your hands. Like the band played all I'm going to do, I'm going to climb the mountain with my hands wide open because I'm going to trust in you every step of the way. A few years ago, I wanted to, this was before I had kids, I wanted to write a book, and I said, why do we have to have those valley moments? Or why do you have to get on a roller coaster with God? 
It's because we have to have those moments where you have to have the time where you twist, you turn, you get to the high point, you get to the low point. That's the way God is. Because that's the way we have to walk with God to understand, God, you're in control because I'm not. I'm just taking a ride. And that where that ride leads me and takes me, it's going to take me further than anything before. I want us to pray. And then you'll go to your tables, wherever you want to go. And I've got about four questions. But I want to ask this way before. Why don't you bow your heads? We hope you enjoyed this message. If so, please share it. If you'd like to partner with us, you can do so at dwellingplacelithia.org forward slash donate. We'll see you next week and may God bless you and your family.